So I, I said last week, you know, um, I, I gave you seven prayers that I'm praying. So that's another reason if you weren't here, you need to go listen to the podcast. Seven prayers I'm praying over 2911 for 2017. And I, 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 at first I was thinking, well, are these like resolutions? I just don't like resolutions because the one thing that New Year's resolutions to me does not have is what the, what the subject for today's message is. That's the one thing the resolutions don't have is consistency. Because as I threw out at you uh, last week, that um, there's the statistics, says, statistics say that only 8% of people actually keep their New Year's resolutions. 8%. Then why even waste the paper to, to write them down? Why even waste the time to, to come up with them if we're not going to keep them? That's why I, 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 I don't really like resolutions. Let me, let me give you some definitions because I, I don't even think that we even realize when we say resolution, th this is the definition of the word resolution. It's a firm decision to do or not do something. The italics, the emphasis is mine. Okay, but I just want to point that out to you. That's what a resolution is. But that's not what we do when we make a New Year's resolution, is it? Uh, it comes from the word resolute, which is an adjective, which, which means admirably purposeful, determined, unwavering, uh, or you could say consistent, right? You know, that that's what it means to be resolute. It means to be consistent. It means to be uh, unwavering. It means to, to resolve. It also comes from the same word as resolve, which is a verb, to decide firmly on a course of of action. See, the problem is we make the decision, but we're not connecting any action to the decision when we make resolutions. This, this is why I don't really like making New Year's resolutions, because I think we make resolutions that have nothing to do what, with what the definition of resolution is. And so, so here, and here's the problem. It's it, making a New Year's resolution, making res or turning over a new leaf, as we hear people say. That's not the problem. The problem is every year we keep turning over the same old leaf that we tried to turn over last year. You know, what is yours? What is yours? What's the one thing? I mean, so we've all got something that we'd like to see. I, I, got, I got some things that, you know, they're on my list. These are things. And you know what? I, there, there are four that I know that are on my list that I want to see happen. In 20, and you know what? They were on my list in 2016. And some of them were on my list in 2015. And you, get, you know, so, so the problem is not that we don't need to turn over new, new leaves. Problem is we keep trying to turn over the same old leaves. What we need to do is we need to decide a course of action for this year, and we, we need to decide within ourselves and have the resolve, become resolute about making sure we get this done. Because what we need to do is we need to get past the same old leaves so we can truly look at turning over some new leaves in the next year. So that's the problem, the issue. So we look at resolution, I think, a lot of the, uh, the way a lot of people look at the word repent or repentance. We think it's something that is done right here. That's not, that's not what repentance is. It's not done right here. I mean, it's, it, it, it may begin with a thought, but it, it happens in here, but then it also happens throughout, throughout your, your fingers. Let me, let me just throw you a few verses of Scripture right here. Uh, and, and this is just uh, three, two from Ezekiel, one from Isaiah. Repent, turn away from your idols, renounce all your detestable practices. Repent, turn away from all your offenses. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. And if you go to the Sunday's page, there's a link to even more and more and more. And there's also a link to an, uh, to an article 
article uh, I, I ran across that it just, just lays this out perfectly. And these are all Old Testament, but they're in that article especially. There's, there's some links also you see in the New Testament. See, we, we look at repentance, and we think repentance is saying that we're sorry. Saying, God, I'm sorry. I want you to forgive me. That it's all verbal or it's all just mental. But it's more than that. It, it's, it's not just deciding, but you're deciding and then doing something about it. As God says, just in these, these three passages of Scripture, that decide this, but now you've got to do something. I mean, if you just make the decision this year for life to be different, is life really going to be different because you decide it's going to be? It's not, is it? We can decide to have an awesome life. We can decide to have an amazing marriage. We can decide to, to be successful in financial things. We can, we can decide to, to grow an amazing business. We can decide to, to, to get a good education and, and get a diploma and, and be able to get out there. We can decide to do those things, but to actually achieve those things is going to take consistency and consistency of effort and consistency of good effort, not just consistently of whatever effort it is that you know, kind of shows up today, but consistency of good effort. It is about consistency. Now on the screen, yeah, they're, they're there. There are four bad phrases or words up there, right? Four things we don't want to happen in 2017, but you know what? Those things are gonna happen. Marriages are gonna end in divorce in 2017. Some marriages are. Some businesses are going to fail in 2017. Some that just got started last year are going to fail this year. There are, there are families who are going to have to file bankruptcy in 2017. And there are people who are going to fail at school, drop out of uh, high school, drop out of college, are going to fail at school. You know, and none of us sits here the first, first couple of weeks of, uh, of 2017, none of us sit here today and say, I want that one. Which one do you want? I want that one. None of us pick these things. It's not, it's not about picking these. So, so, so picking it is not enough. You know, ma making a decision and, and thinking that, yeah, I, I really want to be successful in 27. That's not enough. There has to be action connected with the decision. Just like repentance is not about making the decision, it's also making the decision. The word repent actually means to turn away. It means to change direction. It, mean, it doesn't mean to just make up your mind, but it means to change direction. And the same way, today we've got to change direction. If we're going to make change, then we have to begin to change direction and walk in a different direction than we've been walking. Again, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. And, and, and people do that every year, every January. People, they, they say this, but they keep doing the same. And it's never going to change as long as we do that. Let me just throw a few things at you here. Divorce, do you know, uh, very interesting, one in three divorce cases today cite Facebook in their pleadings. One in three. Now, why is that? Is that because Facebook is bad? No, Facebook isn't bad. You know, it's not the stuff. It's the way we use the stuff, Right? You know, you know, when we, when we made the decision and we said, I do, and we pledged ourselves and all of that, you know, we, we talked about pledging everything, but what, what's happened? It's not, it's not the Facebook thing, but think about what it is. It's about the disconnect that is happening. It's, a, it's about spending more of my time connected through, through social media and some things like that instead of connecting with actual people in my life. People that I say that I love and people that I say that I'm giving my time and life to. I, I mean, and, and, and you make that one decision, and, and you may have heard this before, 
But a wedding is a day, but a marriage is a lifetime. And so what you've got to do is you make the decision, but then you've got to live it out day after day after day. And when you start checking out on the marriage, that, that's the problem that we're seeing happen through Facebook. We're, we're just seeing it happen through social media and things like that. The problem is not the social media. The problem is people who are checking out of their marriage. People who aren't investing what they promised they would invest when they stood before God and the witnesses and said, I do. That's the problem. Or, or, or the business failure, you know, if you, if you go to the uh, SBA and, and you just ask them, they'll give you a list of here are the top 10 reasons. And, and, and you know, uh, the top reasons, if, if you look at every single one of them, I know the top seven, if you look at every single one of them, they all have this in common. The, 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 the top seven reasons that, that, uh, that businesses failed in, in the past few years, they all have the same, same common denominator and it is this. It is poor planning and poor decision making. If you want to, if you want to make your, um, if you want, if you want to make your business fail, then stop making good decisions. When you stop making good decisions, you are setting yourself up for failure. And I mean, you know, to, to me, when I when I read this and put this out, I thought, well, you know, that sounds like a duh, you know. Well, yeah, but we need to think about. I mean, we know this, right? I mean, we know when we stop talking to our spouse, there's going to be some problems start happening. We know when we start putting more emphasis on things outside of our marriage, we know we're going to start having problems. We know when we stop planning properly and making good business decisions that we're going to start having business problems, right? But, but sometimes we don't stop and actually think it so that we actually do the things that need to be done. And very, very, very closely related is the, is the bankruptcy stuff. If you, if you look at the uh, bankruptcy court pleadings, if you look at the reasons people failed in bankruptcy and w w when, they, when they had to file bankruptcy in, in their personal matters, very, very similar to the business failure, these two things in, in, the top, in the top 10, half of them, half of them are basically this, poor planning and overspending. <laughs> I mean, we can look at that. We say, yeah, well, poor planning. And sometimes that goes into it's spending more than is coming in. You know, that if your income doesn't keep up with your outgo, it's time to cut back on your upkeep. Yeah, you know, and then sometimes we're not willing to make those kinds of decisions, you know, and, and we, we, we extend ourselves a little too far and we make decisions, we get ourselves in a, in a bind and whatever. It's, it's, it's just the thing of not doing the consistent thing of making, making the plan and sticking with the plan. And, 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 you know, I'm saying, here's the budget, but then say, oh, well, you know, I, I see that shiny thing over there. I think I, I'll figure out a way to pay for it later. And that doesn't happen. Or, or failing at school. Let me, let me give you parents something to think about. Let me throw this in. It, it fits here, but doesn't, it, it isn't completely, but I, I just got to throw this one at you. There was one study done. Now, this isn't across the board, but there was one study done of a bunch, a bunch of students. And they, they, they looked at the impact of parental involvement in kids being successful. And for those kids whose parents were highly involved in their educational process, in this one study, the GPA difference between the kids who did not have high parental involvement and the kids that did was two points. I'm talking like from C to A, from D to B for some kids. That, that, that's the difference because of parental involvement. You know, and, and you say, wow, that, yeah, that's amazing. And that's not across the board, but that was one study that actually showed that. 
So, you, so what, what does that mean? That means, mom, dad, you've got to make the decision. Do I, do I want my kids to be successful? And you know what? You don't make the decision on January the 1st. You've got to make the decision, and then you've got to, you've got to stick with it all year long. Okay, but let me throw this one at you, too, because here, here's really the stat that I want to throw, throw at you for this one is this. Is, and this is, this is in studies kind of across the board, is that, is that when, when the kids that are successful in school, the kids that, that actually do, you know, they, they actually do go on to the next grade and eventually they get out of high school and not because they dropped out, but they graduate to get a piece of a paper, you know, a diploma, you know, they walk across the stage and all that. Do you know, here, here's the biggest difference between those, the, the kids with the, with the best grade, even, even average and above, the top 50% uh, on the average, the, the, the number one thing that, that, that distinguishes them from the ones who are at 50% and below is this, is that they spend at least nine hours outside of school doing high-yield activities. Now, what that means is not Xbox. High-yield activities, you know, that they read things and not just social media, and, you know, and, and uh, 20 words or whatever that one is, or, you know, some of those, some, some of those favorite article or blogs, you know, that, you know, that you, that you can read is that they, they read actual books, you know, uh, that they do things. So that, that is the number one thing. And the kids who get the lowest 25% of grades, studies show that they spend more time just hanging out. Okay. Again, that sounds like a, well, duh, right, right. We, we, we say, well, that doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise us. And so that, that, that's my point here, is we already know what we need to do. We just got to put on our big boy britches and do it. Come on. I mean, it's, it, it's 2017. Do we want to make the same resolutions in 2018? If we don't, then we just need to do what we already know to do. We need to start paying attention to our spouse if we don't want our marriage to end in a divorce. We need to start making better decisions. I mean, you know, if your mom still has to wake you up to send you to work, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to start making some better decisions, you know, if you want your business to make it, especially if you're the boss, okay? If you're the boss, you know, you, you, your mom shouldn't still be waking you up to send you to work, you know? And I mean, if, if you want to have a great education, then you're going to have to decide, you know, uh, Xbox, uh, Facebook, or, or, or maybe, maybe I'll read this, or maybe I'll dig into this, or, or maybe I'll, I'll go do something that adds some value to my life today. We, we already know these things, but we, we've got to start making the decision. Okay, take you to more, some more scripture right here. This is, this is uh, Paul writing to the, to, the Corinthians, uh, to the Corinthians in chapter 9. Uh, he says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? You know what he's asking? He says, you know this, right? Again, like what I've been talking about the past few minutes. We already know. I'm not telling you anything new here. Paul says, you already know this. All the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. You, you, you know, these, these resolutions that we're making, these ideas, the, the things that we want out, you know, this year in 2017, run in such a way to get the prize. Don't just think about it, run, do it. You know, run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. You don't show up one day and say, I want to win that trophy. It doesn't happen that way, does it? Uh, they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. He's talking about salvation. He's talking about spiritual things. You know, but this, this translates all the way down. But beginning with your spirituality, beginning with your salvation, beginning with your relationship with God, go into some strict training. Make your, make your decision. Make up your mind. Become resolute. 
that this year, I'm, I'm going to be consistent. We're leading in, 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 a, in a Bible reading project, and if you haven't jumped on board yet, it, there's still time. You, if you'll just, just go to the uh, church's Facebook page, and you can flip back through, and you can find the ones for this past week, get caught up and do it with it. This is awesome. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the videos, I didn't know there were so many videos that we were going to be able to see them. I, mean, I think there were the first four or five days there were videos that, and man, it just explains so many things. Why are we doing this? Because we want to give you something else to do something. No, we're doing this because we, we want to help you. You know, we want to help you to, to run in such a way as to get the prize. We want to help you to, to, to run your life in such a way as to receive the prize of an awesome life. You've got to make the decisions to do these things. You've got to decide and you've got to be consistent. So here, let me give you five things. I, I'm not normally, uh, you know, five keys to this or five keys to that, but today I've got five keys to make change in 2017. I'm normally not this, okay, but here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you five things. You really don't have to focus on all five. What you need to do is one of them needs to slap you right across the face. You know, if you need to make, one of them needs to just slap you across the face and say, oh, wow, that's one I'm not doing. That's one I really got to focus on. And then probably two or a couple more, maybe three more, hopefully not all five, but a couple more say, you know, yeah, that's a place I need to improve on. But at least one of these ought to really slap you across the face and you say, yep, that's the one I'm not doing. So now listen to the rest of this message. As you listen to these things, these, these five things, and say, God, show me the, let me say, oh, let me see the one that I'm just blowing. And the first one is plan to succeed. Plan. Make a plan. You know, it, something's got to change, so you need to make the plan for something to change. Okay, uh, you, you, you don't just wake up one day and life is all better. If your marriage is in trouble, it's not going to get better because, and, and listen, it's not going to get better just because you pray either. Did pastors say prayer is not enough? Yeah, prayer is not enough. You can pray, you can scream. I mean, did, listen to the message or remember the message from last week when God says, is that the kind of fasting I've chosen? No, 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 that's not it. You can, you can fast, you can do all that kind of stuff. You can do all that, but until you decide, I'm going to take this somewhere else. I'm gonna take this to a next level. I'm gonna start walking in a different direction in 2017 than I walked in 20. I'm going, these are the things that I was doing in 2016 that have to change. These are the things I was not doing in 2016 that has to, you need to make a plan. Some of us don't have a plan. Do you, do you have a budget, you know? Do you have a budget? You know, uh, I, I like it, and it, this is a good place to throw in another commercial for small groups, I guess. You know, I, I really love the Financial Peace University. One of the things that, that they teach there is the difference. You know, a, a lot of people know what a financial statement is or a, a statement of expenses and, you know, income expenses. And, and you look at the bottom, see if you made any money last year, you had any money left over. And so what it does is it tells you where your money went. A budget tells your money where to go. You know, and a plan, a plan, you know, you're looking now at 2016 like a financial report that tells you what happened in 2016. But if you, you make a plan, it's like a budget, and you're looking to 2017 to say, this is where I want to get to by the end of 2017. That's why you need to make a, you need to make a plan and plan to succeed. You know, because a failure to plan is a plan to fail, right? So you need to make a plan, so make a plan. You need to think about the things that you want and you need to decide, okay? And so that's, that's the next thing, right, is make right choices. You made a great choice to come to church the first day of the week. Keep making that choice and then keep making good choices 
Like tomorrow, make a good choice. If you're the boss, get up and go to work tomorrow, okay? You know, if you've got a job, get up and go to work tomorrow. You know, if, if, if you're in school, then, then you know, get the books out, you know, and, and start investing in some high-yield activities and, and just some stuff that just takes up a lot of your time and, you know, and just stuff that you can brag and get a high-five and that's all you get out of it, you know? Now start investing in yourself. But here's, here's a really important thought right here is don't make decisions you can't follow through on. Okay, so, you know, if, 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 you're, if your idea, ideal, your dream, your wish, your want, your resolution this year, you know, is to be 50 pounds lighter, to be a million dollars richer, and to be 10 years younger, it probably ain't going to happen. Probably not even one of those three. I mean, you need to make decisions that are actually going to happen, okay, that you can actually make happen. Set the bar high, but make it achievable. And here I want to get in your business just a little bit, okay? If you aren't up for the day in and the day out of marriage, then be honest with yourself and every person you're even thinking about dating and tell them, I'm just not up for that right now. And be honest and don't ever say I do until you realize this is a commitment for life. And that doesn't mean 20 years from now. What that means is this is a commitment for tomorrow and day after tomorrow and the day after that 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 and the day. I know I'm depressing some of you. No, but that's not what it's like, okay? But it's like every single day that you wake up from the rest of your life until death do you part, you are going to be married. Don't say I do until you have taken that responsibility. You say, yes, I do every single day of my life. Here's another one for you is until you're ready for the day in and the day out of being a parent, don't make any babies. Now, I'm, not just talk, I'm not just talking to married people today, right, on that one, right? Don't make any babies. That means don't do stuff that would put you in a place to make babies, okay? If you're not into that, because let me tell you, you know, when you have a baby, your life changes. I, I hadn't said this a long time. Let me say it, okay, because some of you need to hear it. Right now, if you're single, you're number one. You are one, you are, it is it, that is all. That, everything, all about it, it is you. You get to make the decisions, you get to decide if you, whatever cereal you want in the morning, you get to choose. Whatever TV program you, you get to choose. But when you get married, you become number two. And when you have children, you become number three. And then number four, and then, number, and then when you, you, it ain't over. Let me tell you something. You will never, probably ever in your life, get back to number one status in your life. You will go to four to five, and you start having grandkids, six and seven and eight. You just keep going further and further and further down the line. And until you're ready to accept that, embrace that, and say this is something worth living for, then don't make any babies. Amen. And you know what? If... There, there are some people that just should not be in business for themselves. And they should not be the boss even if somebody else is paying the bills. If you, can't, if you don't wake up tomorrow morning, being Monday morning, you don't wake up and say, I gotta get to work, then don't start a business in 2017. Don't make a decision that you can't follow through with. If you, are, if you don't get up and say, I, I'm, I gotta do this, this is my thing, because let me tell you, there ain't nobody else out there gonna do it for you if you're the boss. 
Nobody's going to wake up. Nobody's going to call you and say, did you do so-and-so yesterday? That's not their job. That's your job if you're the boss, whether you're the owner or you're the CEO. And so don't take the position. Don't make the decision to be the boss or to accept the position as CEO if you can't wake up every day and, and stick with it through those, those long afternoon hours. And when the phone calls and, and the complaints come in by email or whatever, you're the man or you're the woman, you know, and you've got to, and so if you're not willing to deal with all of that, then just go, please listen to your pastor, okay? I'm giving you some good advice here. If you're not willing to do that every single day of your life, even some Saturdays and Sundays and some evenings and nights and weekends, all that kind of stuff, if you're not what, please listen to me, go get you a nine to five job somewhere and let somebody else do those things that you are just not not gifted or decided or, or wired to do inside, okay? And save yourself and the pastor when you calling me about all the problems you're having because you're not taking care of your business and everything. Just save us all some trouble in 2017. Amen and amen and amen. Make some good decisions this year. Thirdly, measure. Measuring is probably the biggest thing that we leave out of the equation when we want to make change happen because we don't like to measure, especially when we know what the measurement is going to say. You know, if you're trying to lose weight and you just fell off the wagon, ate a half a cheesecake, it is hard to get up the next morning and walk into the bathroom and climb up on those scales because you know it's not gonna tell you what you were hoping and wanted to see. It's hard to measure when we know things aren't going the way we want them to go. But many times, that's the most important time to measure. You know, if you're, if you're, trying, to lose, if you're trying to lose inches, get the tape, you know, get the tape measure out and check, you, check your waist. You know, if you know that pair of pants has been getting tight lately, you don't get that tape measure out because you know what it's gonna say, but maybe that's the time. Or you're trying to build, you know, then you gotta get that tape measure out. And you know, you know that, well, you know, I've not been going to the gym as much as I, and I, I'm, I, I you don't wanna get the tape measure out. But you know what that does when you get the measure, measuring out, you start measuring, it, it, it can spur you to say, you know, I'm, I'm just not being consistent enough in some areas. We have to measure because when we don't measure, we don't know. And you're not ever gonna get there. It's like, it, it, you, you have the plan, but you gotta measure against the plan to say, Am I succeeding here yet? Am I doing anything yet? What's my GPA? Is it getting where I want it to be? Is it at that level? Can, can, I, can I get it a little higher? You know, I, I haven't been working. Whatever it is, whatever the measurements are, just like Paul was writing about the runner, you know, get the, get the stopwatch out. You know, whatever it is, that's the measurement of where you want to get to. You got to measure. And I guarantee you, that's, that's one that probably if I, if I ask you, most of us would raise our hand and say, that's an area that I'm not, I, I don't measure through the year. I just get to the end of the year and say, whoop, well, I blew that year again. You need to be measuring regularly. Fourthly, move into the right neighborhood. Okay, now I'm not talking about, you know, go hire uh, a real estate agent and get a U-Haul this afternoon. That's, that's, I'm, I'm talking, I'm not talking, I'm talking metaphorically here. Move into the right neighborhood. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, don't be misled, bad company corrupts good character. What metaphorical neighborhood are you living in? Who do you hang out with? 
You know, a lot of people are saying these days that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. I don't know if, if that's a perfect, you know, analogy or not, but there's some truth to that. And you need to, who is it? You know, uh, I heard T.D. Jake say it, this, say it that way, that move into the right neighborhood. You need to find somebody doing what you want to do better than you're doing it and move into their neighborhood. You know, you need to decide, this is a person that can mentor me. That's how you move into somebody's neighborhood. This, this is a person that, you know, they live a thousand miles away from here, but they write articles every day. I need to be reading. That's how you move into someone's neighborhood. You need to choose the right neighborhoods. And you know what that means? That means some of you need to move out of some bad neighborhoods. You know, because you've got a lot of friends that they're not involved in high-yield activities. They're involved in hanging out. Nothing wrong with hanging out. As long as that's not the number one goal in your life is to hang out. <laughs> because that's all you're going to do the rest of your life. Hang out around bankruptcy court and failed businesses and divorces and all that kind of stuff. You got to make some decisions. And, and listen, I didn't say visit some good neighborhoods. You know, and that's, that's a problem with a lot of people. That's why this feels so good sometimes on Sunday morning. And then there's nothing the rest of the week because people are just visiting the right neighborhood on Sunday. They're not living in it. Relocate this year. In 2017, relocate and put yourself in a place that will encourage you to become that person that you want to be at the end of 2017. It's not enough just, just say I wanna do it. It's not enough to just do some, you need some people around you. I mean, one of the things that we, we teach a lot, uh, Jimmy Evans material uh, on marriage, when we do small groups, talk about David and myself, one of the things he says over and over, and, and we have said over and over and over, one of the greatest indicators of divorce is for a couple to have people around them who think divorce is no big deal. And one of the greatest indicators of whether a marriage will succeed is having people around them, that couple, who support them being in a good, strong marriage. You see, here's the difference. Is you go to, you go to work and you're ticked at your spouse and so, you know, somebody says, what's wrong? And you tell them, and you got, you got one friend that says, well, I'd kick the bomb out. And then you got one friend that says, oh, that's nothing. You can make it. Which one do you need to be hanging out with if you want to be? You need to move into some right neighborhoods. Relocate in 2017. Business, parenting, marriage, whatever it is, finances, whatever it is, even your righteousness and your walk with God, you need Good connection with good, Christ, good Christians. I got one last one. Don't go there just yet, Tommy. Let me ask you. Would you join me at the front? We'd like to close around front with a final prayer and a final song. If you're a first-time attender, we'd love to have you join us. We don't do anything weird down here. Just come join us for a final. I'm going I'm to save this last one because it really leads into this closing song real well. So if you come down, I'll give you number five, and we'll be dismissed. Come on. Press on in just a little bit. We had no idea how many people would be here this morning. Uh, and so, uh, good crowd. I think we, we gauged seats pretty well, too. But we knew it was going to be frigid, frigid at, at, uh, at 8.30 when a lot of you would come to the early service. And so, we just tried to squeeze them together. We knew that we had a lot of people sick and some that couldn't be here today. So, so thank you for rolling with the punches with us today and being here. Now, the prayer team is standing here ready to pray with you. I didn't mention a lot of needs today. That doesn't matter. What matters is if you've got a need, we want to help you pray. Okay?
You know, one of the things, um, this past week, somebody was asking me a question about something, and I, I gave them, kind of gave them some direction and something, and I said, you know, one of the things you need to do, you need to connect to a prayer team member. You need to connect to a prayer team member that, you know, just let them know about your prayer and what you need, and let them pray with you like today, and then let that continue. Then next week when you see them, that you're, you know, they say, hey, how'd it go this week? And y'all can talk a little bit. You need to connect with a prayer team member. If you've got, if you've got needs, I mean, here again, we sit here, stand here knowing prayer is a good thing. Okay, all that stuff on the screen a little while ago, we all know that stuff, but we just don't do it. Prayer is a good thing, and these people are ready to pray for you. We want to pray with you, so please, please, uh, in just a few moments, I'm going to have a word of prayer with you. When we say that, amen, move forward and, and let these, let these uh, guys and ladies pray with you, okay? Okay, so here's the last one. Here's, here's the fifth key, and this one's probably going to, probably, probably wouldn't be on your list. It's worship. Probably you wouldn't think about, why is worship a key to making change in 2017? Why, why will worship help me make change in 2017? When you don't worship, you stay focused on yourself. When you don't glorify God, when you don't exalt Him. But when you come, when you come here like now or throughout your week, I'm not just talking about this moment, but this, this is so important. We're going to worship in a song in just a few moments, but don't start singing until you finish praying, okay? And, and, when, and when you worship, you take your focus off of your problems. You take your focus off of your wants. <laughs> and you put your focus on a God who sees things from a totally different perspective than we do. I got that, you know, that counseling friend I've, I've told you about? I, buddy here, and, and I'll call him and say, hey, can we have lunch sometime soon? Or, you know, can I come to your house? He'll, he'll, when we get together, he'll say, okay, we're just a couple of buddies talking. I said, no, 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 no. I need somebody standing up on the mountain or looking down into my valley and saying, there's where you missed a turn. There's where you're messing up. I need, that's what I need. We need that's what God, God is up here looking at all of it. And where you, have you, have you not ever been there where you were trying to make a decision, but you couldn't make the decision because you couldn't, you didn't have all the pieces of the, God's got all the pieces. And, and when you worship, it's taking your focus off of you and putting it on, that's why every single Sunday, that was one of the points last week, it begins right here. But it's not just, about, let, let, let me give you this one example and, and, and we'll go into the prayer and song. Is asking a blessing over the food. You know what? A lot of people don't do that anymore. It's not really so much that, you know, we quit. We quit. It's just that it's getting less and less important. But let me tell you what it does. When you stop before you put that first piece of food in your mouth and you say, thank you, God, you are now saying, I might not have this if it wasn't for you. And, and you're, you're sitting in a crowded restaurant. You know, you're sitting in a Wendy's, you know, and it's packed out. And you say, I'd probably have it because look at all the... Then, no, but when you say thank you, you're saying, look around you and say, thank you, God, that I live in a country where we throw away more food than a lot of people have in a whole day. And, and, it, and it helps you refocus. That's why, listen, if you're not a person that normally asks the blessing and says grace, thank you, I encourage you to. That's worship. You say, oh, I, I, I do it but so that, you know, God will sanctify all that stuff I eat in the fast food restaurants. Good reason to do it too. <laughs> but it's worship. 
And, and, and every part of your life, you need to bring worship. A moment to stop and acknowledge that he is God and I'm not. So I stand in need of him. Amen. Let us pray with you. Come on, bow your heads with me right now. Go ahead, Jamie, when you can.